I think people don't admit to it. And the reason people don't speak openly about it is because I feel if I sat in a meeting and everybody around me knew that I didn't think I was good at my job, especially in HR, when you have to have some quite difficult conversations, people could take real advantage of that. Feeling shaky after maternity or another long leave from work? Comeback Coach is the Wobbly Bottom podcast about kick-ass comebacks with coaching psychologist Jessica Chivers. She's exactly what you need when you're riding the return to work roller coaster. In this comeback episode, we hear about the wobbly moments and successes of someone who's made a comeback. Jessica also hosts longer coach episodes where we eavesdrop on a one-time coaching conversation. The it that Tori's talking about is imposter feelings. She's a self-labeled perfectionist who only logged off from work two hours before she went to the hospital to be induced. This wasn't something her employer wanted from her, but a reflection, she says, of the pressure she heaps on herself and the all-or-nothing approach she takes to her work. She came to Orbit Group, a not-for-profit house builder, to cover a maternity leave two and a half years ago. And she told me she couldn't stay in the organisation she was in at the time and expect IVF treatment to be a success. The stress was simply too much, so she walked away from amazing benefits to come to a fixed-term contract as a senior people engagement consultant. I spoke to Tori at the start of her fourth week back at work, and she's got some very helpful ideas about how to rebuild confidence and turn the volume down on imposter feelings. I hope you enjoy the conversation, and just before we dive in... I'd like to thank Catherine Raiden and the team at Raiden Solicitors for sponsoring this episode. They're committed to hiring the best talent and are a remarkable law firm. They're award-winning. They have an incredibly progressive attitude to flex. In fact, it's the whole reason the firm was originally founded by Catherine Raiden in 2005. She wanted the opportunity to run a business that still enabled her to bring up a young family deliver the very best client service and recruit some of the very best solicitors. And that meant being flexible and empowering employees to manage their work-life balance and still be able to enjoy a very successful career. If you're in need of family legal expertise, take a look at how Raidens can help at raidensolicitors.co.uk. Tori, I'm really pleased that you're with me this morning. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, today I'm good. (laughs) Today you're good. Okay, that hints at some days are less good. Tell me as much as you want to tell me about that. Oh, well, I just think I have wobbles. Today is good. I'm starting off on the week, but you know, I gave myself stern talkings to over the weekend and now I feel good. I'm in a good place starting the week, but that's not always the case. Confidence and self doubt sometimes creep in there. So I have to keep tapping them away a little bit. And isn't that just true of all of us, not just when you're coming back from leave, but just sometimes we all have off days. And tell me about your voice and tell me about the things that you say to yourself to get yourself back on track. I just have to keep reminding myself that I guess of my own self-worth, people don't keep you around, especially in today's environment, if they didn't think that you'd got value to add. And I'm being kept around and everybody's telling me positive things and I actually need to start believing them and stop listening to myself. I do 
deep down think that I'm good at my job and I just have to keep reminding myself of some of the good things that I've done and that I've brought to the table keeping some of that positive feedback to reflect on always helps because it doesn't matter how much I tell myself that I think I'm good at what I do nothing quite hits home to me more than getting positive feedback from other people so reading what other people have said helps more than any mantras I could tell myself it's that external validation it's funny you mentioned that because just yesterday someone tagged me in a post on LinkedIn and there's a chap I think he's from London Business School who'd written a piece for Harvard Business Review about having I can't remember what he called it but like a positive show wheel or something and about how all of us should have like this place that we can go to to remember our career high points and how good we are and it was a university lecturer who tagged me in it and said well years ago Jessica Chivers told me I should keep a brag folder and essentially it's it's about exactly that isn't it it's about keeping hold of those lovely emails those cards that you get sent anything at all where someone has said you've added value Listen, one of the things you said to me before we started recording this morning, you started to tell me about how you arrived at Orbit and why you took this job, which was a maternity cover. Will you say a little bit about why you left the organisation you were with and came to Orbit? Yeah, so I left the organisation that I was with because culturally it wasn't a good fit for me. When I'm in a business, I'm all in and I think... I can get really absorbed with the work and sometimes it's not healthy to become so attached. I decided I need to move away from the culture of the previous organisation and thought a fixed term contract was actually a better way for me to go. I wouldn't get so involved in everything that was going on. I would go in, I would do my role, I'd do the fixed term contract and then when that came to an end, I'd walk away without getting sort of bogged down with all of the corporate politics that often goes on and I'd just come in do my job and walk away and hoping that that would provide sort of a better work-life balance less stress and I guess less pressure on myself to achieve and to be the perfectionist I put a lot of pressure on myself I needed to do that because I was starting to the process of IVF treatment and they drill into you constantly. Stress is no good for IVF. And we were in a situation where we were like, we get one free go. We want that to be successful. Actually, you need to be in the best environment. So trying to remove some of that stress, trying to take ownership of and accountability for what we can control. And stress is something that you can't control all of the time. But when you know what triggers your stress, it's just trying to take a little bit of ownership of that. Thank you. Thank you for telling me about that. And you've been with Orbit for two and a half years now. Yeah. And a couple of things that you said, you know, you're really happy to talk to me about today were about rebuilding your confidence and imposter feelings. And I'm wondering where you are with that confidence piece. And is there anything that you did before you even left for maternity or anything that you've done while you're away to help drive up that confidence now you're back? In terms of my confidence, I'm a work in progress. I think <laughs> I, I've i come to the understanding that I will always be a work in progress. I got a coach and that was massive for me. Going away on maternity leave, I really struggled with accepting I was pregnant. I really struggled with. So it brought up a lot of emotions. So actually, one of my positive outlooks is I got a coach and I then was able to be really honest with people in my team. I think 
sometimes I do a very good job of coming across as a very confident and very maybe opinionated person (laughs) when actually the knots that are going on in my stomach are telling a completely different story. So having a coach and being able to really identify where I was feeling, I think I took the pressure off myself not to be perfect. Actually, the only person that has that expectation is me. It's about the fact of giving myself that little bit of a break, looking back at pieces of work that I'd done, reflecting on previous pieces of work that I'd done for other organisations. When I looked at it, I couldn't even remember that I'd done it. But when I looked at it, I thought, that's a good piece of work. So always reminding yourself about how far you've come is massive for me. I love that and how you looked at that piece of work with a fresh pair of eyes. You always didn't recognise it with yours. Like, oh, this is good. Wow, that's great. And how wonderful that having that coach has enabled you to be really honest about your feelings and work on some of those attitudes, that perfectionist attitude that hasn't been as helpful as it might be. So what else have you done that's been helping you grow in confidence over the last four weeks, which is a really short space of time? I know you've only been, this is me week four for you back at work. But what's been taking in the right direction? Being patient. I think anybody who is returning from maternity or maybe even long-term sick or whatever it will be, that career break that you have, you're in a unique situation. So I have to keep reminding myself, this situation, potentially I'll never go off on maternity leave again and that's fine. I'll never have this break again. So You're in a situation where people don't expect anything of you. So I can take time over pieces of work. I can be honest and sort of say to people, oh, I'm sorry, I've not been here for the last 12 months. I don't understand what's going on. Can you explain it to me? And people will take the time, probably more time than they've spent having those conversations in meetings with each other to talk to you about exactly what's going on. So actually, you come at it from a position of power because you're far more informed about things than maybe if you'd have been in the business all along and sort of gone along with the journey where everybody's having their say and everybody's taking part. So in terms of building my confidence, I think having for me that knowledge, that information is complete and utter power. And you have this period of time where people are giving you that time that you need to have that information to become informed. So you're almost not being chucked in at the deep end. It's like that phased return into work. And I think allowing myself that, which I'm not always great at doing, but actually talking myself into that and saying, no, you need this, take a step back. Don't keep jumping into these conversations. Listen to what everybody's got to say. And then actually the input that you have is far more valuable. You've been very considered then, aren't you? So you're taking the time to acquire the information. You're, you're allowing yourself to have that time of feeling and finding your way. And I always talk about people going into listening mode. So when they go back to work, allow yourself to be in listening mode and say to people, you know, I'm going to come into this meeting. 
I'm just in listening mode, so don't expect much from me because I'm here to absorb like a sponge. And I think that goes down really well because you look like you are confident and you're being quite deliberate about what you're doing. So I'm curious to know, how will you know when your confidence is back? Like are there certain things that you're thinking when I'm doing this or saying that or feeling like this? I'll know that I'm back to how I was before. In a way, I hope I never get that feeling, which I know is strange. But I think if I identify with when that moment is, it means that I'm probably thinking about it too much. I'm hoping that it will naturally come, that I'll just get into that situation where we're having conversations and I'm adding that value without having to think too much about it. And I'm hoping that that will just come naturally and that maybe I'll stop questioning so much I think that will be a telltale sign for me that I feel like I'm really back in the fold of things is that it will become second nature without me having to ask question after question without me having to think oh do I need to run this by this person actually I'll go ahead and I'll do what I think I need to do and I'll get the job done without lots of questions or without having to check with people which I'm doing quite a lot of at the moment because I'm coming get things halfway through. So I'm hoping I don't feel it too much and that it just happens naturally. And then in 12 months time, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll reflect on this conversation and think, oh, yeah, I did struggle a little bit to get back into the throes of things. But 12 months in and I can't even remember having that 12 months off. That's a great, yeah, that's a great point. And the other thing you said you were going to chat to me about this morning was imposter feelings. What's your, been your experience with those? It's something that I'm working really hard on. I constantly look around me at the people that I'm working with, at the conversations that are taking place, at the things that I'm involved in. And I constantly think, should I be here? How did I get here? When will they realise that I'm actually really not this good and having those feelings has been probably a constant for me within my HR career and I think because I love it I love what I do and I can't believe that I'm been lucky enough to find especially in the role that I'm in now to find this fit and people tell me that I'm good and I think no no I'm not and I constantly compare myself to other people But again, it's about having that battle in my own brain because ultimately nobody gives you a role if they don't think that you can do the job. Nobody carries anybody through life. And I think it's really talking to myself and realising that everything that I've achieved is because I work really hard. I may have those self-doubts, but I do work really hard to be good at my job. It's not something that I take for granted. And maybe those imposter feelings actually help in a way because they make me work that little bit harder to prove myself that they are a pain point. I think people don't admit to it. And the reason people don't speak openly about it is because I feel if I sat in a meeting and everybody around me knew that I didn't think I was good at my job, especially in HR, when you have to have some quite difficult conversations, people could take real advantage of that. And you would hope that they wouldn't. But any sort of weakness and if people think that you're unsure of yourself, it could overcome you a little bit. So to be honest and open about it 
which I am with all of my colleagues and my team now, is almost quite empowering and helps that little bit. But it's a constant battle and I'm not sure it's one I'll ever win. But at the same time, I do keep reminding myself that I've come a long way in my career and I feel like I've got a lot of ambition and I don't want to let that get in the way of actually how far I think I could go. And that's really important to me. I don't want it. I've got a daughter now and I don't want her to look and to think that I had that self-doubt. Or maybe that you did have that self-doubt, but that you worked through it and that you were honest about it. And you've got that coping mechanism because you've got a lot of positive self-talk going on in your own mind and you've got that coping strategy of looking outwards at the feedback that you're getting and reminding yourself that you know nobody will carry somebody and nobody would have you in this role if you weren't good at it so you almost that's more authentic to be able to say to your daughter I haven't always felt this confident person who's going place and being successful I've worked through it so okay in each of these episodes I like to hear from my guests about their wobbliest or their their lowest moment, and that's not because I'm mean, it's because I know that it's so reassuring for listeners to hear what was that wobbly moment, because it it just normalises what they're going through. And then I'd love to end with a top tip. So Tori, will you tell me about your wobbliest moment? So I guess my wobbliest moment was coming back into work for a team that I felt had moved mountains in the 12 months that I'd been away. I feel COVID and everything that has happened has meant that in terms of people development and well-being, we had to pick up that pace massively. So coming back into a team and my maternity leave cover is staying in the team and having that comparison. So the wobble of actually, should I be here? Where will I fit in? Was probably the hardest moment and thinking, especially because everybody's working from home. So you're not actually going back in and you're not seeing people face to face and building those relationships as you would do normally was massive for me and something that I really struggled with. But my top tip and how I've overcome that is to be patient, be patient with yourself use this time really wisely. As I said previously, we're in a really unique situation. And I think having a team around me, and actually the top tip is to be completely honest. So me putting a post out on LinkedIn, where I said my first week back at work was the hardest of my career. My inbox flooded with people that were supportive of that and could relate to that. So I think my top tip is to be completely honest with the people around you about how you're feeling because somebody else will have felt that way at some point and they will lift you and allow yourself to be lifted by other people in this period of time. You don't have to show strength all of the time to be a strong person. I love that, Tori. Allow yourself to be lifted. You don't have to be a strong person all the time. Thank you so much for being with me and sharing something. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome, Tori. That's so refreshing. Someone being open with colleagues about the imposter thoughts they have. And I think in Tori's case, perhaps even more powerful because ordinarily it sounds as though she comes across as being so together. And I think it can be really tricky when you're covering colleague stays in the team and you're making those comparisons. But 
I think that this is about accepting there'll be a difference in the way that you do things. And different doesn't have to be worse or better, it's just different. Now something Tori didn't say in the recorded part of our conversation was that she posted on LinkedIn about how she was feeling about being back at work in her very first days. And that's how we came to be in touch. And she was just so super honest about feeling wobbly. And she had a huge response to that post because of the rawness. Now, if you're preparing for any type of extended leave from work or you're away now or you're still feeling you're not quite where you want to be in your career after coming back, please, please, please go to www.comebackcommunity.co.uk and check out the Comeback Conversations page. This is where you're going to find all the details of our free monthly online problem solving sessions. They're on Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock GMT for 45 minutes. Myself and a guest answer your questions on a given topic and you can come in your PJs, you can join us whilst you're eating supper or making it or even take us into the bathroom while you're soaking in the tub. You don't need to show your face, you don't even need to log in with your real name if you don't want to. Just please promise me that you'll come and get the support you deserve to make a confident comeback. So that's comebackcommunity.co.uk and click on Comeback Conversations. Until next time, take care, all the very best, lots of love, Jessica.